0: I took an early retirement so I could be on this show.
1: Welcome to the Rendezvous podcast. It's just Jacek and Davis this week. I got Buffalo Hunter making me dinner. Unfortunately, I have to let it get cold now.
0: What you got there?
1: Uh, nice little fried egg sandwich with uh what would you put on here? Honey mustard? A little Dijon. Yeah, Dijon honey mustard. And uh yeah. That got off topic quick. Holy shit. <laughs> hey, that's still okay. Sounds <laughs> so, good. Six on this week talk about his elk hunting adventures this September. Took him most of the month, which kinda surprised me. He usually gets it done in the first, you know, one to two hours, so well, he waited till basically the last week.
0: There's a reasoning behind it.
1: Care to explain the reasoning?
0: <laughs> sure. Where should I start? The beginning?
1: Well, you could start in the middle, go back to the beginning through flashbacks and then periodically tell a story. I don't know, it's up to you. Well, I'll tell
0: a backstory. Um basically the main deal is I was kind of holding out I was holding out for a nice mature bull and you know, shoot something with big antlers. That was my main goal. Um that's probably and, okay, the-
1: so just so the audience knows, um, why were you holding out for a big bull?
0: Oh, we're going there? Yeah. Just as- because big news, I think Art spilt the beans on his podcast a little bit, but this will be my last elk hunting season for a minimum of four years. Uh, I... And leaving in a couple weeks from today, this podcast, October thirteenth, to go to the army. I enlisted in June. Um got my own reasons back behind that also. But yeah, that was and I wanted it to be kind of a season to remember, a hunt to remember before I head out for a while. Which it was. Good. Yeah. So
1: you're holding out for Big bull, last bull for a while. Going to end the streak next year. You got three in a row. but
0: Yeah. We'll see, though. We'll see what kind of time I have and what goes on, because depending on where I get stationed, you know, you never know.
1: Hey, at least you'll be shooting at something.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: So, how did you take off the whole month? or did you just uh
0: no i did not take off the whole month so i originally the original plan was i'd I'd hunt first couple days go back to work for a few days and then take a big chunk off like 10 or 14 days off but during those that first chunk we got our anuses pushed in by a cold front that came in and dumped about uh, at least 20 inches of snow on us where we were camped out and hunting up in the high country. So that really threw a wrench in the plan. Um, big wrench. I mean, you know, after that in that kind of country, when it snows like that, it pushes the elk down. pushes them onto the face. I mean, it's just how it goes. Um, so, Elk kind of left our country. And then that was the day wasted because we had to pack out camp. Had another day wasted because we had to pack out the rest of camp. Then we had Dylan's bull was killed oh, a handful of days after that. Um, so, that was another day, not wasted, obviously, but that took two days. So the, Take care of all that, so I lost a lot of time due to weather conditions and um, I guess helping Dylan out, which is fine. Obviously, that was that made the fucking hunting um, deal ho- totally worth it to get him that bowl. That was that was pretty awesome. Um, so after that, I'm like, this is my last season for a while, you know. So I just kind of. Took an early retirement from work, <coughs> mid-season, didn't go back, called him up, tell him what was going on. They're like, okay, dropped off my shit, and that was it. That was that. Pretty uh, not very exciting, but.
1: Uh, so how many days did you end up punting?
0: How many days did I end up hunting, or how many days did I spend, like, on the mountain? Because I was was on the mountain, you know, packing out shit, but not obviously hunting. Yeah. So I was... So I killed that bull on the 23rd. And... 4... 2. 4-2. Yeah, so 6, which... Twenty-three
1: minus six. Uh, seventeen.
0: So I hunted. I hunted seventeen days.
1: That's pretty good.
0: Yeah. Yep. It was a pretty good pull. Pretty good haul. I've lost like eight pounds this month.
1: Holy cow! Gonna yeah. Be nice and light for basic training.
0: Nice and light and weak. You know, it wasn't a good 10 pounds, I'll tell you that. It wasn't the 10 pounds I I wanted to lose. but
1: Yeah, but you're training at elevation, so it won't be. I mean, I know you, when you hunt, you walk a ways, so it's not like it was nothing. Like,
0: like, you know, kept my cardio in shape at least. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, that'll happen living off ramen and mountain houses, I guess yeah and so
1: where'd you end up killing this bull
0: so i killed this bull on the 23rd of september and i obviously had a 37 archery tag so i killed in 37 but i'm not gonna tell you where i'll tell you the general area will that be sufficient sure for you i guess walker prairie okay that's pretty big that's like a five five mile area
1: well, that might be the most specific you you've ever gotten on this podcast, so I'm just happy for that.
0: oh uh, I suppose
1: um, so how how'd you get this bull did you spot and stock or were you calling it in or how how'd this hunt happen? How'd
0: the hunt happen? Well, it' been a pretty slow year ever since that snow happened. The elk moved off, and uh, it seemed like the rut never happened. Either the rut already happened, I was gone for the rut, or the rut hadn't happened yet. And then the 18th came around. That's usually when people say, it's like, oh, the 18th of September of of, uh, switch flips. No, nothing happened. Hunted, hunted. Came down for a day, got supplies, went back up. And by the 23rd, I take that back, it was the 22nd is when shit started getting real. Like It seemed like the rut kicked in, is what it seems like to me. So, herd bulls moved up, cows moved up, um, and basically this drainage I was in lit up in about... I was taking a midday nap. I, I got my camp set up. In this place, laid down to take a nap at about 12:30. Woke up at 1:30. The bugles. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So I went and hunted that that afternoon, evening, unsuccessful. Had a couple shots, op- shot opportunities, but just didn't take them. Next morning, my alarm goes off, 5:30 a.m. No bugles. Didn't hear anything. So like got oh. oh. I was being lazy. I'll, I'll close my eyes for a few more minutes. The next thing I know, I wake up at seven and to bugles. So I'm like, okay, I just left in, but at least I hear bugles. So I got up, got all my shit together. Um, obviously I was chasing the bugles and I mean, it wasn't like, it wasn't like, oh, bugle here and there. It was like maybe five bulls in a bull bo- and five bull elk in a bowl. Just bugling at each other, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Like, the most insane, I I just don't say this shit lightly, the most insane morning of elk hunting I've ever had. Nice. Yeah. And it turns out, there must have been, I kept getting into him, kept getting closer. Obviously, I'm like, holy shit, something's going down. I'm getting close enough, I can hear cow calls, I can hear bugles, I can hear them fighting. In the trees and in these in the sparse little park area, and I hear them glunking. I don't know. Do you know what glunking is?
1: A little bit bit described for the audience, if you would.
0: It's kind of it's an awfully strange sound. It's like uh, I don't know how they do it or why they do it, but they almost make like a popping sound in their throat. It sounds like 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 you're taking a drink of big old gulp of water is what it yeah. kind of sounds like. And they're doing that and they're just screaming at each other back and forth. Like three herd bulls, which herd bulls are obviously the largest, probably like three of those were probably three thirty plus. So giant elk. Um Yeah. And then there's every other bull not drainage is in there. Anything from a spike to a great big great big giant bull were in that was in that group of probably thirty elk and There must have been a hot cow or something because they were going off, which allowed me to get um, downwind and just sneak into them because finally they were bugling. I could locate them easier. Um, And I ended up getting right on the edge just to where I could see. Edge of a park? No, right on the edge of the elk.
1: Okay. Were they in trees or in a park, though?
0: They were. It's kind of weird. It's a park, but it had a bunch of kind of younger growing trees in the sure. middle of it so you can sneak around and have, have concealment. And uh, it was like that. And then eventually I got to maybe 10 yards from one of the cows and fuck me, it was just so insane. And then they just kept and Eventually a cow saw me and then it all went to shit it all went to hell, cows, elk running beside me, in front of me, behind me, bugling still, and I just, I, and I range a few things around me, just in case, for when a bull runs by, because at that point, I'm so in the moment, I'm shooting the first six-point bull that walks out, I'm like, holy shit, it's got, it's, odds are it's going to be a big shooter bull, I'm like, okay, knock an arrow, and a bull runs up to my left, I draw on it, but it sees me too fast, and I let down, take a few steps forward. And then um let's see. Then they just you know they just keep scattering and running around like holy shit. It's a it's a shit show, okay?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So I'm like, well I see some elk coming out from below me, and they're they're gonna be Pretty fucking close. First thing that comes out is a cow, sees me, spooks off, and then a spike comes out. I range him twenty yards. I'm like, okay, the next the next bull shooter-looking bull that walks out here, I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking smoke. Hold on, I'm having mic issues. I just did something. Okay, next bull I see that walks out is, is catching some catching some carbon, and so <laughs> I see I see some legs coming up, running up underneath some branches. I'm like. Here he comes, get ready, and he stops on the edge of the trees. I'm like, okay, he's either going to go to the right of me or come out in this opening. Sure enough, he comes out into the opening. I draw right before he does, and I just go, <laughs> get him to stop, looks at me, boom, right there. 20 yards. 20 no, yards? Yeah, 20-yard shot, double lung. Nice. Um, yep. And he was probably he's ended up going to be the last elk that would run out in front of me anyway, so it worked out pretty good. All the other elk ran up, ran up this drainage, and were still still just bugling and going crazy like they didn't once they once they were out of my they didn't see me or smell me anymore. There's like they went right back to business. Wow. Yeah.
1: So how far did it run after you shot it?
0: So I heard it take off, and then I heard it. I ended up hearing it crash into the trees. You know, hearing an 800-pound elk crash in the trees is something to behold. I think he he ended up crashing, and he broke his nose when he fell because when I was pulling him out, he, his nose was broke, or skinning him, I should say, that day. Um, he probably ran, oh, Maybe 70, 80 yards from the place I shot him to where he fell so down. Sort too
1: out at the track.
0: Didn't have to track him. I heard where he fell, and I I heard him fall. So I'm like, okay, he's gonna fall. As long as I don't jump him, he's gonna die where he's at right now. And so I knock another arrow, and I start creeping up. And then I then I hear, and I can hear something. I'm like, oh, that's him breathing. You know, trying to breathe. It's like really deep, gargly kind of sounding shit and so i so i sit down and i just listen until obviously it stops so that was his his kind of last breath i'm like well that was a he's done walk up there he is laying in the trees that is shit wasn't wasn't quite the caliber of bull i'd set out to shoot but it's it was the 23rd basically a week left like you said and hell i'm happy with it though it was yeah, so, like i like i said the most insane morning and in that previous afternoon of elk hunting i've ever had and i was is i haven't been i haven't had i wasn't i hadn't been shook up or had buck fever like that in years it was it was pretty crazy
1: so were you by yourself
0: yes i was by myself um Thankfully, that's how I prefer the archery hunt nowadays anyways.
1: Yeah. Did you at least get Dylan to help pack it out for you or what?
0: No. So I killed it, and uh, I'm like, okay, I've got it. It's hot. It's like 60 degrees. I've got to get this meat. I've got to get the hide off, got to get the meat off the bone and in bags and in the air off the ground. So I shot that bull. I woke up at 7.00. That bull is dead by 7.30. Um, I gutted him. Quartered him. No, I gutted him. Got the hide off of one side completely. Ran back up to where I was camped. Grabbed my game bags. Ran back down. Quartered him. Boned him out. And hung him up in the tree. By the time I had him hung up in trees and bags, it was noon.
1: So how far away from camp were you when you shot it? Mile. Not bad.
0: No. Not bad at all. So yeah, um. So that took basically it took two and a half hours to do all that, which man, oh man, that's uh that's some work doing all that by yourself. You gotta you yeah. better have rope and fucking. Rope and trees and tie him up and, you know, to spread his legs and shit, to get in there. So, So
1: how far after you get to camp, was your truck at camp or did you have to pack it out even further?
0: No, my truck was at camp.
1: Not bad.
0: Yeah. So, I and I run back up after I get him hung up, have a few snacks, you know, bottles of water and I... (laughs) Drive out to where I can get service. Make a few phone calls. Trying to get people to see if they can come help pack it out. Fuck no. My dad's busy. He's uh, guiding. Dylan's in Nebraska. Boynt's in Hewlett. Buck's at work. Bob's in Spearfish. You're in Laramie. Everybody, it, it of course, you know? Just yeah. how, it goes, how it goes for old Butch. And then, yeah. So I'm like... Well, I've, I've got to get it's, it's hot. I've got to get this elk on ice. I've got to get this meat on ice, or the meat's gonna go bad. It's simple as that. So I'm like, all right, gonna have to do this myself. I'm like, I'm gonna. I told myself it's not gonna be. I'm gonna take at least no more than two trips. And I get down there. I'm like, ow, oh, fuck it. I'll just I'll just try to do this in one trip and just take my time. No shit. Yeah, so I I so load up my quarters
1: in one trip.
0: I load up my pack with all four quarters, boned out, so you know, no bones in them. It's just the meat.
1: That's and and still animals. a hell of a lot of meat, man.
0: Yeah, it took me. Hey, at an
1: this hour. point, had you already gotten the straps, loins, and the head out, or what?
0: No, I took everything in one trip. Jesus Christ. It took me an hour and a half to walk a mile. (laughs) (laughs) Holy hell, man. Yeah. It might have been faster just to do two trips. It might have been, but I didn't want to. He died down in a hole. So it was a mile uphill the whole way. I'm like, I don't want to walk down in that fucking hole more than I, like five, six fucking times today, you know? (laughs) I just want to be done with it.
1: So you're carrying head back straps loins four quarters worth of meat all in one trip yes how much did that weigh man
0: so I got that's the thing is I got back home back to my parents house because my dad I told my dad to get a cooler ready with some ice I got back and I had my mom pull out a scale so I stepped on the scale and I was at 176 pounds that's how much I weigh at at the time I'm like, okay, I went and grabbed my backpack, put it on, grab the antlers, the head, because I, I had just uh, skinned the head and taken off the lower jaw, so it like a European. Yeah. And I stepped on the scale, and I weighed 340.
1: Holy totally hell, 170 so, pounds?
0: 163 pounds I packed out. That's impressive, man. It took a long time, but yeah, I was like, "Fuck!" I, I knew it was gonna, like,
1: that'll get you ready for the army. I'll tell you what.
0: No shit. I'd strap that backpack to my huge balls and just drag it up the hill.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, have you measured the antlers yet?
0: No, I probably won't. It's it's not a it's probably not a bull even worth measuring the antlers on.
1: Is it It over 300
0: or under 300? Under. Probably like 275, six point.
1: Six
0: by six? Yeah. Not bad. Yep. When he walked out, I saw six points, and I was like, all right, buddy. Yeah. Sorry, I got to do this to you. But holy hell, is he going to be good eating,
1: though? Oh, yeah. Too bad you won't get to eat him in the army. No shit. Hey, you, hey for your going away birthday or going away party thing, you better be cooking up some of that loin and backstrap.
0: Oh, I sure will. Those backstraps are going his backstraps looked nice. I tell you what. Yeah. But yeah, I mean that's pretty much the story is took a long time, but it's worth it, I suppose
1: you were in elk quite a bit though the whole season right
0: right so those what did i say i hunted 17 days yeah i'd say 14 out of those 17 days i was in elk like i had opportunities to shoot elk in range you know i, ha- I had opportunities so it, it was still okay you know yeah like, I was just being picky. I was being picky. Sorry. Yeah. I was being picky. And almost bit me in the ass, but got it. Quit being, being such a stickler and shot. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, the, the Elk Hunting was a very strange year this year with that early snow. I'm maybe, I think I've heard of... I don't even know if I know people like less than 10 people I know of have killed elk off the mountain with their bows.
1: So yeah, my dad's been, he has a 38 tag. He's been struggling all year cause they just last week got, like you said, got into the rut and were are coming into calls and stuff. Mm-hmm. He, and he's pulled back on a few. He just, there's always been a branch in the way. Yeah. And, you know, he kinda from hunting with him, he kind of sets up in not great spots. <laughs> <laughs> so that's one thing he's gotta figure out, but and I'm not much one to talk. My elk hunting season's been trash. I got <laughs> in elk that the first day I went out and then it snowed and now, like, the whole fucking mountain is shut down because of a forest fire. Mm. Yeah. I couldn't, I haven't been able to hunt in two weeks.
0: That's, see, that's just the thing about this year, man.
1: Yeah. God Straight damn
0: it, up. It's a, it's a fucking meme, but it's real, you know? Yeah. But like I
1: said, it's weird year, man yeah so are you gonna try to get a deer before you go to basic?
0: Yeah, you know I've got a I've got a buddy Bob he's coming in the town this weekend. I'm gonna go out with him and do some meal deer hunting and if uh, something that piques my interest, you know walks out or whatever, I might sling I might pull out the old smoke wagon and sling some lead at him. Nice. Yeah, try to get him a deer, too.
1: You giving all your meat to your mom and dad?
0: Yeah, yep, I'll give all the meat to them and a couple friends that I've talked to. Probably want some. And Yeah, got my grandpa boiled the skull, got it back today. My grandpa also boiled Dylan's skull, looks really nice.
1: Yeah. So is yours a little bit smaller than Dylan's? Uh,
0: so they're totally different. Like their antler configuration is just totally different, but I bet if you put a tape on them, they would be within inches of each other.
1: So care to explain how they're different?
0: Sure. Um, what I'll do actually for your guys' sake is I'll take a picture of Dylan's skull here and I'll take a picture of mine so you guys can post them side by side maybe on okay. social media it would be kind of neat but so people can see so Dylan's Dylan's antler configuration is just different his is more in like a heart shape how the antlers are configured yeah more rounded mine's almost if you look at it straight on more rounded mine's more squared like a goal post Oh okay. Yeah, and like his has mass in different areas that mine doesn't, and mine has mass in different areas that his doesn't. Like his thirds are probably oh, <laughs> maybe three to four inches longer than my bull's thirds, but my bull's royals and his fronts are longer than Dylan's. And you care to explain for the audience what a royal is? The royal is the great big. You know, a flashy point that sticks up taller than everything else. It's usually, okay. if you if you shoot a six-point bull, it's usually, you call it the fourth point up. Yep. Yep, and Dylan's fifths, which would be the ones after the Royals, are longer than mine. But I believe my, the main beam on my bull might be longer. It's, <clears throat> like I said, I'll do a side-by-side thing, and you guys can. All but right. Yeah. Either way, the Dylan's is gonna be damn good eating. Mine's gonna be damn good eating.
1: You could shoot a retarded looking elk and it'd be damn good eating.
0: Damn straight. That's what my dad said. If you don't, if you don't, uh, if it gets to the last few days, shoot a spike because it'll be like, I don't know, eating veal.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I'd rather shoot a cow than a spike.
0: I'd rather shoot a spike. Never know how old a cow is.
1: The spike's more tender, but I I'd want I like giving spikes that chance to grow up, you know. Because sure. what if that spike was gonna be a monster seven by seven? You know that cow ain't gonna grow up to do anything worth a shit. So.
0: Right, but if you shoot a cow, you're taking. Maybe 10 years of – 10 generations out of the herd.
1: Yeah, but if you shoot a spike, you're taking – If depending if it's a big herd bull, you could be taking right. a lot of good genetics out of that herd too. All
0: right.
1: I mean, there's pros and cons both ways, but yeah.
0: Pros and cons both ways, but would you honestly even notice it? No. <laughs>
1: Well, God. down in Laramie, you might. There's only, like, five elk. <laughs> no kidding. Uh, that's so after this like, fire, there's probably, like, two elk.
0: Yeah. That's what it seemed like for the majority of this season. Like, it seems like there's only five elk. Like I like I said, I get into elk and see elk just about every day. Just a matter of the right one, yada, 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 being picky.
1: Yeah, so... My uncle is hunted 37 for, I think, the last 12 years mm-hmm. and pretty much got an elk 11 out of 12 years. Some years he'll get two elk. Um, And he, he said the difference between 38 and 37 is nine day. The elk don't really talk all that much in 37. They yeah. aren't in big herds like they are in 38.
0: Yep. Thing about 37 is a lot, lot shittier country. That's just a fact. And elk are kind of, I don't know if spread out is the right word, but they're in pockets. Like you'll find a pocket with a bunch of elk. And then you can go for maybe a couple miles and another pocket. And I'm just lucky enough that I kind of know where the elk like to go if they get snowed out.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you for coming on and telling us that story. Yeah.
0: I plan on being on at least two Two more times. At least two. But I'd like to do a few before I leave. I mean, it's the 28th today. I've still got, well, 14 days.
1: At least two because I want to – yeah, so Zach wants to have you – on with Buck to talk about hunting calibers and stuff like that. Yeah. I want to get you, Carter, Carter's girlfriend and Dane on.
0: Yeah, that's one I, I want to do really bad too. We need to get that one done.
1: Backpacking one. Usually you are the person that I'm trying to figure out when when can Jacek be on. But now it's like, oh, when's Carter going to pull his head out of his ass? Huh. But, yeah.
0: What's Bane's schedule look like?
1: He, oh, I texted him a couple weeks ago. He said um, he can make something work. So. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's any other details I should add on about so far hunting this
1: year like i said just a weird year man so were you doing when you were in elk all year were you doing a lot of spot and stock or were you calling
0: i would i was trying everything i was trying everything the most successful thing that i could do was spot and stock um like i said weird year is in the middle like i said nothing was running but there was like Two or three instances where I was cow calling and I'd have elk come into cow calls. Yeah. But at the same time, on the flip side, I'd do some. I'd hear like you know, just like a lazy bugle. They're called where a bull just lets off a bugle like he's laying down in his bed. Then I'd cow call and he'd shut up and probably and he'd leave. Yeah. Then the second day of the season, when we were still hunting up high, there was a herd bull with cows that was bugling his head off like just random random shit but that's the thing you never know what you're going to get with each hunting season you really don't
1: so what's some good how about we end with uh the best advice that you could give to a let's say a first year archery elk hunter like art what's the best advice you can give to them going into a season or during the season or whatever
0: best piece of advice well there's a lot of advice but the best piece of advice that i could probably give it's like a three-part deal
1: okay I, i was just thinking that i was like Maybe do top three or something like yeah. that.
0: Be persistent. Um don't fucking quit. <laughs> yeah. And uh for the third have fun. Have fun with it. And it, oh, I'll do number four. So I'll name them off again. Persistence, don't quit, have fun, and probably the number one out of them all is it's okay to get mad. <laughs> yeah. Yep, that's that's what I'd say to people.
1: Well, um. For all you listeners out there, hit us up on social media if you got any actual questions of your own that you want us to ask Jacek or any of us. Ask us questions. Hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, Like and subscribe. Hit us up for any merchandise. You want T-shirts, koozies. Jacek, any closing thoughts? Come back to me. (laughs) All right. We'll see you next time on The Rendezvous.